This is a Soulfire production. Hey everybody, we're back. It's time to wander. And I'm excited about it. I hope you're excited about it. Thank you for being here. And real quick, before we just jump right into the show, if you're digging this, please share it with some friends and jump onto Apple Podcasts, leave it a five-star review. If you're into irreverent banter on the state of the world, then your friends probably are too. And they could use, maybe use a little dose of uh, whatever the fuck this is. So... Got a great episode today. A couple of things have happened that we're actually not going to jump too deep down the coronavirus uh, rabbit hole because I think everybody's got a little coronavirus exhaustion. Um, but some things have happened over the past few days that I feel like are super important and they've kind of put our attention back on what's been kind of looming over over the top of this whole thing, and that's the 2020 presidential election. So we'll get into some of that. We're going to bring in Joe Rogan's thoughts, not live, unfortunately. And then in the rundown, we're going to talk about this, this idea of vote boo, blue, vote boo, vote blue, no matter who. And uh, I'm going to share a few thoughts on that because I got attacked on Twitter yesterday and it made me think. So yeah, it's been weird, but this whole quarantine business, whoo, driving me a little crazy. I didn't get to get outside, get into the uh, the wilderness has been my sanctuary during this whole time, and I've uh, been inside for a few days, only really venturing to the backyard to do a few workouts or whatever. But um, yeah, it's uh, damn. I just ate cereal. It's about two o'clock, three o'clock. I just ate cereal, and. I have weird feelings about that. Like how old am I that I'm eating some cocoa puff type? Well, hippie cocoa puffs, like some basic bitch gluten-free cocoa puffs at, uh, in the middle of afternoon, my life's trying to turn upside down here, but on the plus side, we've got some content. <laughs> There's content to be made, I guess. But, um, this is, man, this has been lingering for a minute. I guess we've been about a month now here in Colorado, kind of locked down. Whew. It is weird, and I'm ready to get back outside this weekend. And I hope you're doing the same. I hope you can get, if you can, if you can socially distance by being far away from motherfucking civilization, that's the way to do it. That is the way to do it. Learn something. I just got in the mail the other day some fly fishing equipment, picking up a new skill, fly fishing, going full outdoors. Connor wanders outdoors is what, what's coming next. And uh, that may be a joke, and that may not be a joke. We will, we shall see. We shall see some things, some irons in the fire, as they say. But um, let's go ahead and just jump right into the into the uh, into the state of things. Let's do it. All right, the state of things in the world. Big news this week. Big news this week and everything we talk about in the state of things on this episode is going to be circling around Bernie Sanders dropping out 
suspending his campaign, dropping out of the 2020 presidential race. We all knew this was coming. We just didn't know when. And here it is. Just came out. He had an exclusive interview with Stephen Colbert that I I jumped into. And and I want to say a few things about this. I've been on the kind of Bernie train since 2015, since he kind of came into the uh, into the political landscape on a large scale. And was really moved and I'm still really moved by his message and the idea that we can ask for more than what we're getting as American citizens. I think that in itself is such a powerful, powerful way of thinking. You know, even this idea, and I've gotten into a few debates about this, but this idea of healthcare as a human right. And if you listen to any kind of political anything from the right or the left, you're going to have heard Bernie Sanders say healthcare as a human right numerous times. And that brings up this idea of what are rights? What are rights? And we look at this, and I think that rights are fluid. There is no one set of rights that fits every culture everywhere in across the country, across different species, perhaps even. But I do think that there is this this nostalgia or this attachment to a document like the Bill of Rights. Okay, basically lays it out for you. And a great place to start. A couple hundred years ago, I get that. But I think as as we expand and grow, especially economically evolve, I think there is a place for us to reassess what we should consider rights in our cultural landscape. So the idea of saying that healthcare is a human right now, it's clearly not. We're not behaving as it as if it is, and to even put that idea out there threatens a lot of industry. It, it does a, it can cause a lot of damage to certain people. I would say the vast minority of people, and I'm not talking about minorities. I'm talking about the minority of people who would be impacted negatively by us considering healthcare as a human right. And I'm about that. I think that's great. I think looking at and not even not even just medical care, right? Not even just hospitals, doctors, emergency rooms, pharmaceuticals. I'm talking about the ability to create a healthy lifestyle for yourself and the education to do so as well. To me, that is human healthcare. And that is something that does not get enough attention. The teachers and the, and the, the educators that work in the areas where health issues are most prominent are the worst paid, worst treated, and most disrespected. And that is, and we can all sit here and, and, and play word games about how much we appreciate these people and how much they're heroes, but the fucking data, the numbers, the quantifiable response to their efforts does not do that. Our fucking thoughts and prayers and, and, and kind words only go so much. How about this? We fucking pay the people. We make being a teacher, a well-educated teacher, a high-quality teacher, a career that is sought after. That will do a lot for our healthcare system. 
education is huge. And I think that is, is, is absolutely a part of creating an, an environment and a culture in which healthcare is a human right. And then on, not on, to, on top of that, we have, you know, half a million people going bankrupt due to medical bills every year. That's fucking absurd. It's absurd. So to, to have brought that to the cultural landscape is, is a, a game changer. And unless you're staunchly on the right side of this whole thing, and by right, I mean conservative, Republican, whatever, you got to look at this, this Bernie Sanders character and say he changed the conversation. He changed the conversation. He, his message was the framework that every debate worked off of. In many ways, because the Democratic establishment was competing with him wholeheartedly. And if you don't think that was the case, look at the actions of Pete Buttigieg and Amy Klobuchar and even Beto O'Rourke to fall in line with the Democratic establishment and support someone who has absolutely no chance of having any kind of dialogue with Donald fucking Trump. At this point, I believe that the DNC would prefer Donald Trump to have a second term. They've only acted in a way that would suggest that. If you look at their actions and not their words, that's it seems like that's what they want. And there's a lot of Democratic establishment um, organizations that make a shit ton of money by people being disgruntled by Trump. That's where their fundraising comes from. So to me, I, I look at the DNC and say, oh, they're just trying to bite the bullet here for another four years. But anyways, back to Bernie Sanders dropping out. Did so with a lot of humility and grace, and I really respect the way that he handled it. And, and at the end of the day, and I'm not, I'm not going to play the whole video here or really any of his video clips because I want to get into some other stuff, but the way that he handled himself saying, listen, with the, with the pandemic going on, we can't have rallies. I don't even, he doesn't even want people out voting. There's just no real way to run a campaign here, even a symbolic one in a healthy, safe way, whenever he has a job to do. As a Senator for Vermont, he has a lot of work to do. That's where his time is best served. That's where he best serves the people. Now, when he suspended his campaign, he did not endorse Joe Biden, outright. And he was even asked that by Stephen Colbert. He said, is that an endorsement of Joe Biden? And he was he walked around it like a politician would do. So you got to think, well, what is, what's the leverage there? And he's still staying on the ballots in upcoming states to, to gain delegates, if possible, to have leverage at the, at the Democratic Convention. I think what we're looking at here, and, and this is a really interesting place for someone like me and like many people. I don't know if I even consider myself a Democrat. I think I, I, I've leaned, I lean left. I'm like, I would say a left leaning independent in a way. And there are lots of us out there. These are the people, most people that I talk to kind of live in that space. Um, and it's, and it's an interesting time for all of us, but to look at this and say, he hasn't endorsed Joe Biden right away. People are criticizing him that for criticizing him for that. And of course they will. And when Joe Biden inevitably loses, which is the most likely scenario, um, they're going to blame him and his followers for not showing up and young people and all this. But you have Bernie Sanders who won overwhelmingly 
with young people, and I'm not talking in their 20s, I'm talking under 45, really under 50, um, if those people don't show up, you don't win. This is how it goes. So, and we'll get into on, on, on the rundown, my thoughts on that a little deeper, but there was no straight up endorsement. And I think that he's holding out for leverage to get some of his policies in play. Um, and with a character like Joe Biden, who is essentially as vanilla as they come, he, 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 I don't even think he thinks for himself. Maybe there's a chance. Maybe there's a chance that that we get to stack a cabinet with some people, with some progressives that actually want to push this agenda. Maybe that's the case. Maybe that's the case. But I want to circle into this thing around Joe Rogan has come up in this a ton. And he's come under attack and done some different things. So initially he was having a conversation on his podcast a few months ago and said he was probably going to vote for Bernie. The Bernie people shared that out into the world. And then he had uh, Brett Weinstein on the show who is an economist, super smart dude, um, really interesting conversation, loved that podcast, definitely go check it out. But he said that he would vote for Trump over Biden. And that he didn't say he was going to vote for Trump. I don't think he's going to vote for either one of them, honestly. Um, but looking at this thing and looking at our presumptive nominee now in Joe Biden, the dude can't finish a fucking sentence. The dude can't keep his train of thought in order. Not to mention that his record is atrocious. Voting for the Iraq war, voting for trade deals that decimated blue collar jobs in this country and outsourced them to God knows where. So, we have this person that's going to, and then not, oh God, this gets me so fired up, but like fucking his son being on the, on the board of a, of a foreign oil, oil company with no experience in that field, getting paid millions of dollars. It's fucking sketchy. And yes, Trump is sketchy too, but Trump, Trump can defend himself with wit, humor, timing, and being a quick witted dude. That's a powerful thing to have in a fucking debate in a, in a presidential race. I am not a Trump fan at all. I think the guy's a fucking scumbag. But he's funny. And to certain people, and I mean a lot of people, and not just unintelligent people, lots of people find this guy charismatic, entertaining, honest. Of course, that's not the actual, that's not the fucking truth. No, it's not. But people see it that way. That's the perception from a large segment of our population of this country. Like it's, that's just the way the way people see it. And the way people see Joe Biden is if you're on the left, you see a return to normalcy. You see, you see someone who is affiliated with the very popular Obama administration. But if you're anyone else, you see a guy who can't fucking think, who's clearly in cognitive decline. So what I want to do now is I want to play a few videos. These are from YouTube. It's a couple different outlets, and I'm going to cut through the commentary and just play um, the videos of, of Joe Biden here. And these are just some of the select videos of Joe Biden doing what Joe Biden has been doing. So let's get into it. Look, tomorrow's Superstar Tuesday, and I want to thank you all. I tell you what, I'm rushing ahead, aren't I? 150 million people 
have been killed since 2007 when Bernie voted to exempt the gun manufacturers from liability. Like 150 million people have been killed since Bernie Sanders voted against holding the gun manufacturers liable for mass shootings. That's doesn't make any fucking sense. Let's continue. They would put 720 million back million women back in the workforce. It would put 720 million women back in the workforce. That's over two times the population of the country. Let's continue. Nobody should be in jail for a nonviolent crime. Nobody should be in jail for a nonviolent crime. What the fuck are you talking about? My name's Joe Biden. I'm a Democratic candidate for the United States Senate. What's not to like about Vermont in terms of the beauty of it? And what a neat town. What's not to like about Vermont while he's campaigning in New Hampshire? New Hampshire. Play the radio. Make sure the television, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on at night. What? Only people who have record players are fucking hipsters. And it doesn't play anything live. That's kind of the whole thing. You don't listen to the news on the goddamn record player, Joe Biden. Continue. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. How is this person's political campaign alive? We choose science over fiction. We choose truth over facts. Think about it. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the, go, you know the, you know the thing. You, 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 you know the thing. What? Okay. Let's keep going. Actually, let's keep going. I'm on one. This is fucking, just watching these again. Oh, God. I got hairy legs. That turn that 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 turn uh, um, blonde in the sun, and the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down, so it was straight, and then watch the hair come back up again. They look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap, and I've loved kids jumping on my lap. Oh my God! This guy is going to debate. Donald Trump. Likely. He may get replaced at the convention. That's a possibility. That's a thing that could happen. But Jesus, age Christ. Okay. Let's see. Let's go. Oh, oh, oh. Let's not forget about oh, uh, our boy old Corn Pop. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Let's go listen to Corn Pop real quick. Was a bad dude. And Corn Pop was a bad dude. And he ran a bunch of bad boys. Bad boys. And I did, and back in those days, to show how things have changed, one of the things you had to use, if you used pomade in your hair, you had to wear a bathing cap. So I walked out with the chain, and I walked up to my car, and they had, in those days, you used to remember the straight race, you'd bang them on the curb, get them rusty, put them in a rain barrel, get them rusty. What in the, what the fuck is this guy talking about? And here's the thing, he's at a city pool, in that, in that clip, Surrounded by a bunch of kids. It's just like, this is kind of the kind of shit that you expect from like your granddad. You know? Like your your granddad, you you, you kind of tolerate this from from your grandpa. Just telling, you know, just telling crazy ass stories. You don't know what the fuck he's talking about. It's okay. But 
you tolerate it. It's not what you want from a presidential candidate. Oh, let's go one more. One of the things I'm proudest of is getting passed, getting moved, getting control of the Paris Climate Accord. I'm the guy that came back after meeting with Deng Xiaoping. That's not his name. And making the case that I believe China would join if we put pressure on them. You You can't name drop. You can't name drop a leader and mispronounce their name in a semi-racist way. (laughs) He just threw some bings in there. Deng Ping. That's not... No. Jesus Christ. You had people like Margaret Thatcher, excuse me, you had people like the the former chairman and leader of the party in in Germany. I don't know, man. But uh, you hear this, you hear this, right? This guy. And this, it, this, these aren't isolated incidents. This is, this is a fraction of the collage. I'm going to play a, Go, a Joe Rogan clip where he kind of explains his take on this, and I think it's really valuable um, just because he's representative of a large popula- population in the world, biggest online platform in the world, right? So let's, we'll, we'll play a clip from him. But these aren't isolated incidents. This shit happens on the regular, all the time, every time he talks. <sighs> so you have this guy who's doing this whole thing. Competing against this man. Now, Sleepy Joe would say the unemployment rate in the great state of Ohio. No, no, you're in South Carolina. Joe, Joe, you're in South Carolina. Come up with you. Ever see the guy? No, 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 it's South Carolina. It's not Ohio. Okay. Then he goes, all right, Iowa. Did you say Iowa? No, no. No, He did that like seven times. If I did that once, it would be the end of the road, right? Be the end of the road. They'd say, Trump has lost it. They like to say that anyway, I guess. So. These people are bad people. Oh, Sleepy Joe. Oh, he's running tomorrow. No, but could you imagine if I said just a small fraction of the mistakes he makes, which are unbelievable, every speech. I actually said the other night, I was watching him when he said about half the population wiped out with guns. I said, I said, that's a horrible thing. That's the end of his evening. That's the end of his political career. And then after the debate, they're reviewing him. They said, Joe Biden had a great night last night. <laughs> I don't get it, Tim. That's what we have to look forward to. That's what we have to look forward to. Even Pete Buttigieg that speaks in nothing but platitudes and fucking punchlines. Or not even punchlines. What the fuck am I trying to say here? I don't know, some feel-good bullshit that doesn't even make any sense. It doesn't resonate because it's clearly manufactured. The guy's reading cue cards constantly is a be- is better than Joe Biden. Even Amy Klobuchar, who does not have a personality, is better than Joe Biden. Now, both of them would probably get smoked by Trump, of course, but still, calm the fuck on. Now, Joe Rod- Rogan goes on to defend what he had to say, and he's, he's on here... Um, just kind of shooting the shit with Joey Diaz, also a really funny podcast. And he's kind of clarifying what he said when he said that Trump was going to eat him alive. So let's, this is a five-minute clip. It's a little bit long, but, but definitely worth listening to. Let's check it out. But you have to be able to call out shit that's wrong on your side. And this is one of the problems that the Democratic Party's having right now with this Joe Biden guy. You guys got to be able to call it out. 
you, you can't let this slide because everybody else sees it and Trump is going to eat him alive. He's going to eat that guy alive. The guy can barely remember what he's talking about while he's talking. Do you know which one it was? Because there's a few videos. There's a few around. of them. Yeah. <laughs> Play any of them. They're all right. They're all crazy. Uh, Every video of him recently talking, he's stumbling through shit. He forgets what he's talking about. We should be making those masks. We should be moving on those ventilators. We can do that. Why doesn't mm -hmm. he just act like a president? That's a stupid way to say it. You know, I Donald guess, Trump was really asked. Uh, oh my God. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. He's done. No, no, I probably best I don't. He's like Junior Soprano before he shot yeah. Trump. Look at him. It's not. That's a, that's not even the worst example. That's just an example. So the sad. one down there when he's talking to uh, that lady. I think that one was a struggle too. That was a struggle fest. Recommended period for keeping businesses shut and people at home. Are you at all concerned, as Trump said, yeah, that we cannot let the cure be worse than the problem itself? We have to take care of the cure. That will make the problem worse no matter what. What? No matter what. We know what has to be done. We know you have to... Would reassess what? the recommended period. For yeah, see, he doesn't know what he's talking about when he's talking. And this is not, like, this, I'm looking at this like a medical condition, okay? I'm looking at this like, okay, when I'm calling a fight... And I see a guy limping. And I'm like, I think he hurt his knee. Like Tiago Santos against John Jones. I think he hurt his knee there. I think there's something going on with his knee. Like that's what I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this like this is a medical issue. That's not a normal way to communicate. Unless he's high as fuck. Because if I was high, I'd be like, I don't know what I just said to this lady. <laughs> you could be in the middle of one of those interviews. Blasted on edibles going, what are we even talking about? I don't think that's what it is. He's I think he's tired. He's old. He's very old. And I think he can't. It's it's. He doesn't not, look good either. And they no, got makeup on him. Good. Yeah, he doesn't look. Good. His skin is all pulled tight like a lizard. He's like he got the formaldehyde in him already. It's. it's <laughs> he looks like he's got the formaldehyde in him already. They just good. gonna just press a button. Governor Cuomo. Governor Cuomo, right? Be the answer. That's the I answer. Like, I love this behavior. I love this attitude so far. Look, and he's been honest. And I'm telling you, if unless you're a fucking idiot, just go. To any street corner in New York, you know, look at fucking footage from July. Like, it's too many people. It's too many people. It's too many people. You go, many people you go on, on a, top of each other. You go. On, I couldn't even think about getting on a ferry and going. All right, that pretty much sums it up. And then they just kind of stroke off Andrew Cuomo, which could be a, a decent option. At least he has he has the fucking balls to handle himself. But the interesting thing is here, to me, is. From the left, right? From the, the MSNBC and CNNs of the world. From the left, they are they have and, and continue to criticize Trump's cognitive state. They've attacked his health. They've attacked his cognitive state. And do not address the elephant in the room. That is their, their fairy tale, their, their selected person can't keep his thoughts straight. This is sad. It's something to be frustrated with for sure, but right now it is fucking sad. And I remember, you know, they, they had something come up recently. It was an older video, but the Obama team told Joe, I think it was Obama himself or the team, one or the other, but they told him, Joe, you don't have to do this, man. You don't have to do this. But he did it. 
I, I, I don't know. I don't know who was pushing him to do it. You can't imagine. This guy is just fucking done, man. <sighs> so it, it's just weird to see this. It, it's just it, it, it further, and I've, I criticize this on the show regularly, it further creates divides. It further creates divides because you have it, it make you're making us all look fucking stupid. Anybody who's not a Trump Republican, a MAGA hat wearing fucking Trump Republican, you're making us all look stupid. The messages that come from the left, the intentions of the left are being belittled, are being, and we're all being humiliated because this is what we have to fucking deal with. This is what we have to deal with. Are you, come come the fuck on. And I think sometimes I, I talk about this return to normalcy and people's like hunger to return for normalcy after after this Trump administration. But Jesus Christ, we got to be able to do better than this. And his vice, likely vice presidential candidate in Kamala Harris, and we'll cover that if that becomes a thing. They were arguing about his inherent racist policies back in the day. His judgment is shit. He says he got he got misled by George W. Bush. In the Iraq war situation. I don't think George W. Bush could mislead his, his way out of a fucking paper bag. So if you are getting misled by George W. Bush, your judgment is dog shit. So that's where we're at. That's where we're at. And we'll see what happens because there is a possibility somehow that, that the Democrats can circumvent democracy. And um, just sub in Andrew Cuomo because he's become this figurehead and... I could get out and vote for him. Maybe we'll talk about that in a bit, but you know, if it becomes a thing, but I, I just, the way he's holding himself, the way he's representing himself, which I think is what people are hungry for is somebody who represents themselves with respect and dignity. I think policies have taken a backseat. It's pretty clear that policies have taken a backseat. Actually, that that's kind of seems to be the case because I don't know one of Joe Biden's policies that gets anybody excited. I fuck. I can't even really name one. I can name a few things he's against like Medicare for all, but I, I don't, I can't name a policy of his. So we have these fuckers out here saying, you know what? We're going to go, well, you know, we're going into the rundown because I'm, I'm heated. I'm on one. Let's, let's just, let's, oh God, let's just get, let's just, it's time. It is time for the rundown. All right, the rundown is upon us. I took a breath and uh, I gathered myself because as you can see, out here, I'm a little agitated, a little agitated. But I wanna cover this one this one statement and this isn't, this is an opinion piece. It's my fucking podcast, it's an opinion piece. But um, I, want, I want to attack this, this, this idea this narrative, there's a it's, a it's a two-part narrative, something you'll see on Twitter quite a bit, um, and maybe other social media outlets, maybe just within among your friends. This idea of vote blue no matter who, and any vote not for Biden is a vote for Trump. Same concept. Okay? So vote blue no matter who, any vote for Biden, any vote not for Biden is a vote for Trump. 
are not voting for Biden is voting for Trump, Biden, whatever. I want to give a little background on myself here before I go into this. The last person I voted for in a general election was John McCain. I'm, I'm a, I'm a left leaning independent. Um, I love the idea of social democracy. I think that we can have a, a very robust system that functions within a capitalist system that, that creates a better set a situation, a better culture for well-being of all than we have currently. I think that there are inherent failures in capitalism, but at the same time, the last person I voted for in a general election was John McCain. Um, didn't feel in the second Obama run, didn't feel uh, really compelled to do anything there. I was also living in Texas, so it didn't really matter what I did, right? Now I'm in a bit of a swing state, I guess, in Colorado, so that's, that's different. But it was one of those things where I was, I was out of it, you know? Bernie brought me back into this whole situation in 2015, and I've then since been balls deep into um, developing an understanding of this as best I can and trying to create a well-rounded view of this whole situation. So I engaged with some um, political pundits on Twitter uh, a couple days ago and was kind of combating this narrative that any vote not for Biden is a vote for Trump. I, I want to put this out there. I think it needs to be said. And it's been said by some people that I really respect, uh, Kyle Kalinske, uh, Crystal Ball. Now Kyle said, and he he's he's a he's a progressive dude. Kyle said he'll vote for he'll vote for Biden. He'll vote for whoever the Democratic candidate is. Um, people like Sam Harris said the same thing that that Trump is the most dangerous president we've ever come across. I I guess, but I also don't think that voting for someone who supported the Iraq War under false pretenses is any less dangerous. The one big thing I see here, the one big thing that could maybe change my mind, Green New Deal. Some real effort efforts in this in this climate change situation might sway me a little bit. But that's the thing. I don't vote I'm not gonna vote against someone or do this whole fucking thing. If you want my fucking vote, if you want the votes of the people like me, a large representative of the population Fucking earn them. The DNC expects us to fall in line and do what they want because we're so scared of Trump. I don't want to fucking play that game. I'll leave the I'll leave the shit blank. I don't I don't need a fucking Biden Kalama Harris ticket. Some mainstream bullshit. It's just gonna return us to normalcy. So what? So what then what the fuck happens? Then what happens? In four years? Eight years? Guess what we have? Another Trump. Maybe not him. Probably not him, obviously, unless he finds a way to extend his life by drinking Diet Coke. But another Trump-like character. And then, as the pendulum always swings, we'll go, oh, wow, conservative Democrats, which is what Biden and Kamala Harris are, back to far-right Trump-style people. Because don't get me wrong here, the fucking pendulum always swings back and forth. Bush, Obama, 
Clinton, Bush, Bush, Clinton, fucking Reagan. You just look at it. It always swings that way. That's fucking balance. And I don't really want to be a part of this always swinging to the right fucking balance. Because make no mistake, Joe Biden is as close to a fucking Republican as there is. With a D beside their name. So this idea that, oh, if I don't, if I don't vote for fucking Biden, that I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not patriotic. I don't care about America. That I, that I'm a Trump supporter in, in secret. That is just a product of my motherfucking privilege. That I can't tell the difference between two candidates. Someone fucking said that to me on Twitter. They didn't say it to me. I, I'm assuming the person who typed that on their computer would not say that to my face. But I look at this and I think this the, the, the level of entitlement on the Democratic side, the level of entitlement on the Democratic side, it's like, oh, well, I know you have values and I know that you've really been standing up for something and that's really cute, but here's a fucking vanilla douchebag that you can vote for. Instead, enjoy yourself. And if you don't, we're going to shame you for it. How about this? Suck my dick. How about that? I'm leaving the shit blank unless you do something to earn my vote. Earn it or you don't fucking get it. End of story. I'm not playing this fucking game with you guys. It's, it's, a, it's a joke. And here's the thing. If you watch Fox News, if you listen to the, the right, right wing side of the thing, which is important to do, it's important to have a well-rounded view on the situation. If you look at what they're saying, they're calling people on the left a bunch of soft little non-gendered pussies. That's it. We're scared of everything. That's the narrative. Oh, we don't like guns. Oh, you, you, it's fucking transgender rights and all this other stuff, which is important, right? I have a. I, I think reforming gun policy is right. I think people should be able to use whatever fucking bathroom they want. I don't fucking care. But what I'm saying is, you make us all look like weak little bitches, and it fucking annoys the shit out of me because that's not how most of us act or conduct ourselves. And it's like, oh, well, they didn't get what they wanted, so they're just going to do whatever the fucking DNC says. I fucking hate this two-party system bullshit, by the way. Absurd. Vote blue no matter who? I mean, you're not a sports team, okay? If you're a Dallas Cowboys fan, you've been a Dallas Cowboys fan since you were a kid, like me. I'm always going to root for the Dallas Cowboys. I always want the Cowboys to win. But if they lose, I don't really, it doesn't affect me at all. I'm not going to be pissed. This isn't a fucking sports team. This is this is this is the the government. This is who makes policy. And you want me to just jump on board with you guys when you've given me nothing. Nothing. The things that I've stood up for and put out in the world and thought about and invested time and energy into researching and, and developed a philosophy for how I feel the world could be our fucking country should be, could be a better place. It's so disrespectful that these aren't even considered by the Democratic establishment. And then you're going to have these fucking people, these fucking people with the, with the guts to say, oh, well, if you decide not to vote as a representation of your values, then your values are broken and um, you're condoning what Trump is doing. It's fucked up. It is shameful and it's, 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 it's embarrassing.
It's fucking, to hear someone say that shit is fucking embarrassing. It's, it, you, it, with, oh God, without any respect for other people's values, with the way that they look at the world, with the way they want to represent and express themselves. And you're, th- th- we're the party of inclusivity if you're talking about the Democrats. We're supposed to have been. You know, you, you ran, these fucking ass clowns ran Hillary Clinton in 2016, which was as corrupt as possibly imaginable, right? With the superdelegate situation. We forget this, but she had 500 delegates going into the first primary. She was up by 500 before they even started. Take that away. Make that same. Make it the same situation as we had in 2020, where those aren't added on till the end. You don't have Hillary Rodham Clinton running against Donald Trump, the most unlikable person on the fucking planet. People that like Hillary Clinton only like her because she's a woman. She sucks. She wasn't. She didn't even support gay marriage until like 2012. What? Oh, she puts more racist policies than, oh, this is, she's like Bloomberg. It's just, it's embarrassing. I'm fucking embarrassed. I I mean, Bernie Sanders lost. Bernie Sanders lost. I get it. It's fine. And maybe I'm a little bit of a sore loser here in this whole situation, but the way that, that, that left conducts itself is shameful and the way the, the way the fucking sean hannity conducts himself on fox news is shameful as well but you're not any fucking different don't dilute yourself into thinking that because you you conduct yourself in a way that you find righteous that you're better than someone else because they think the same fucking thing so vote blue no matter who is bullshit any vote not for biden is a vote for trump is bullshit you want my fucking vote you want you want me to come out and do something for you Show me what you're going to fucking do. Show me real change. Because I don't think about this thing in four-year increments. Like a lot of people do. That's not how... I've listened to enough fucking history. I've researched this shit. I think about what's happening in the next 100 years. And maybe four more years of Trump is exactly what we need to get enough people riled the fuck up to actually make real change. I want to watch the fucking Democratic Party squirm for four more years with fucking Donald Trump running the country. I don't want Donald Trump... To be president, I don't, I'm not going to vote for the motherfucker, but I will get joy out of watching the Democratic Party fucking squirm because the way they've conducted themselves is a fucking embarrassment. And what does that do? What does four more years of Donald Trump do that moves the country forward? I'll tell you what I think in the whole scheme of things. If you think about this in a 50 or 100 year segment here, everybody who fucking hates that guy and is fed up with him who's 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, over the next four years, grow up a little bit, get a little, more, a little bit better educated, a little more organized. And then we have a, a massive coalition of people that are actually ready to make some actual, to make some real change. We don't have to worry about him going for re-election. People are like, oh, he's going to declare himself fucking king. You're stupid. No, he's not. And that may do something that's impactful for our kids and their kids, for the actual future. To, to, to think that you need to just cower down and vote for Biden because he's the other choice, at least critically think about it. 
at least really think about it. And I can't tell you I'm going to or not. Right now, I'm leaning towards leaving the shit blank unless they earn my vote, which is pretty fucking clear by, the, by this podcast. So I look at this thing on a, long, on a long-term scale, and I think maybe it's more possible. There's, there's, a, there's a better outcome long-term with four more years of Trump and people getting fucking fed up with it and people getting ready to make some real change and the Democratic Party falling apart, which it's going to do because of the way they're fucking acting. And people just getting fed up with it. There's too much, there's more transparency now and there's more transparency by the day thanks to the internet. So if you look at it long-term, get enough people fed up, real change can happen. Massive change can happen. A fucking revolution can happen. But we got to sit with the choices we made. We, we created this monster, all of us, the left, the right, the fucking independents. We created this. We're responsible, every one of us, every one of us is responsible for Donald Trump. And to pass that on to someone else or to think that only people that are unintelligent or fucking rednecks or rural whatever are the only people to be responsible for this is fucking comical. You're responsible. I'm responsible. They're responsible. We all are. So take fucking responsibility for yourself. Conduct yourself in a way that is respectful. Act in alignment with your values and beliefs and fucking do something different. Don't give your fucking vote away for free. Let someone earn it. That's the way this shit should go. And if we don't hold their fucking ass to the fire here, that's never going to be the case. We're going to get subpar corporate fucking Democrats running against corporate fucking Republicans. And it's going to be the same fucking bullshit over and over again. And we're just going to keep swinging further and further right. More corporate socialism. Less... Less justice at the end of the fucking day. Vote blue, no matter who, is garbage. Fucking garbage. So on the long-term scale, on the long-term scale, I think four more years of Trump could be better for the country, for the planet. The only, the only caveat to that statement is climate change. And I would think since that's such a, a hot topic, maybe the Trump administration will do something in that vein. <sighs> but it wears me out, man. That's the only caveat for me. Long term, cool. Sit with it. Sit with the mistakes you've made. DNC. Why the fuck not? Oh, man. Well, I was heated. That was heated. That was fun. Fucking love you guys. Thank you all so much for coming and hanging out. Um, if you love the show, again, share it. Find me on social media at Connor Wanders. If you have any topics you want to discuss on the show, shoot me a DM. If you have any arguments, like shoot me a DM. I'll definitely bring that up as well. I love that shit. Challenge. My, my ideas are not fucking bulletproof. I'm doing the best I can here. I'm definitely very... Uh, stubborn but i love a good debate and i would love to hear what y'all have to say so shoot me a dm at connor wanders on instagram find me on twitter at connor wanders as well share the podcast review it do all the things fucking love you all again see y'all next time